This episode of This Was a Bad Idea was recorded remotely. As such, there may be slight dips in audio. Please excuse the technical difficulties and enjoy this episode of This Was a Bad Idea. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the This Was a Bad Idea podcast. Uh, We are dubbing this one the courtroom episode. Da-dun. Da-dun. Uh, today, I have two uh, individuals who will try and make their case in the legendary uh, case file known as Monkey v. Lizard. Uh, so if the side of uh, Lizard could introduce themselves. Hi, my name's Hamilton, and I'm rooting for the, I'm rooting for the lizard, the old, uh, the old radioactive iguana. I see. Radioactive iguana. You love to see it. You really do. And um, may I have the defendant on the side of monkey? Hello, I am Jack, and I am defending the monkey. We named the monkey Jack. Monkey has learned to use tools now. Unfortunately, Uh, yes. Well, before we actually, before we start the debate, let me ask the age-old question of what the weather is like outside. It's pretty dark. It looks nice, though. Really, on your side, it looks nice. It's getting windy. Over well, it's been here. windy all day over here. Storms. It it looks like the storms. Who said brew. that's not nice weather? The storm is already happening outside my house. It looks like Jurassic Park One. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what instrument that. My, it's it's, part it's of my novelty harmonica. To anyone who is still listening <laughs> after that, um, thank you for being one of our very faithful listeners. Very faithful. Uh, let's see. Um, yes. So, back to the court case. Uh, the, the title of the film in question, obviously we are here to promote the upcoming Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. Uh, yeah. It releases, I believe, this Wednesday on HBO. It does. And in- we are recording... The- and last week we in India. <laughs> we are recording this on the Sunday, I think March 28th. Nine, none of us have looked up any. I don't want any. I want a movie yet. So everything here is purely based Speculation. on their beliefs. And I will, as the presiding judge, will decide who I think uh, argued the better case. So... As the movie is entitled Godzilla v. Kong, I will start with the defendant on the lizard side. Please make your, your own honor. I just like to point out that one of these uh, one of these organisms is a radioactive, uh, super powered individual that likely is not entirely of Earth, and the other one is an overgrown, and that's monkey spelled M O N K E. Um, and I'm just gonna say it, you know, this, this monkey, uh, it's just a regular but large monkey, whereas Godzilla, it's not just a, it's not just, not just a large lizard, it also has literal plasma breath, you know? I see, yes. I see. Uh, do you have any other things you would like to include in your opening statement? I'm, uh, what I will say is that I'm not confident he w- he will win in the film, but I think he would win an actual fight. I see. I see. All right. Uh, thank you, sir. 
yeah. uh, will the defendant on the side of Monkey please make your opening statement Indeed, for the court. Your Honor, may I start with the fact that in the wise words of Master no. Uwe, mm, Monkey, that is part of my reasoning, but also... <laughs> In all of Kong's history, or as we prefer to call him, Monkey, Monkey has never lost to a lizard. In his first film, he defeats a lizard. In his second rebooted film, he defeats Objection, a lizard. No, no, no objections in the old dinosaurs are uh, not lizards. Objections. I'm just gonna say it. Dinosaurs are big lizards. Nah, and in Kong Skull Island, he loses. Not loses, Jesus Christ. He defeats a lizard. I see. Could you describe the lizard he defeats? Indeed. For the core. They are big and they are mean. Two of them are dinosaurs, and one of them is a skull crawler. Oh. A skull crawler. Do they crawl on your skulls? Is that what is that what I'm supposed to take away from them? If they were small, <clears throat> probably. They probably would enjoy crawling on your skull, crawling in your ears and licking uh, your brains. They're weird. Well, uh, is there anything else you would like to add in this opening statement of yours? Kong is fast. And he can climb and jump. Do you have any evidence to cl- um, that proves he can climb fast? In Kong Skull Island, he, do- he does this thing where he like, climbs up the mountains and he like hops to another mountain. And he hops a little bit more. Like it, like the Easter Bunny, but cooler. I see. Okay, I'm going to write down in my notepad Easter Bunny. Perfection. I see. Anything else you would like to add, or? No, I'm good. I'm good, Your Honor. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, both of you have uh, started this quite swimmingly with uh, compelling opening statements that do draw me in both of your separate and individual directions. Now. Uh, Mr. Lizard. Yep. Um, as you went first, you may have the first rebuttal. So, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Monkey, uh, did you bring up the the first Godzilla versus Kong, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong film? I. That is a good point. I forgot to mention that. He does. Uh, oh, you forgot to mention. Though in the original, Would you like to, I will uh, say that. Kong does technically defeat the lizard. So, so what I will point out with this now, M- Mr. Oh. Monkey, um, will you will you clarify for the audience? Does Kong have any uh, abilities in that that he does not have in this film? That is, well, yes, Mr. Lizard. What, what would these be? What, what would this ability be? <laughs> my may I ask, sir. His ability is that he has lightning powers. I see. And now, t- tell me, in, in the MonsterVerse version of Kong, does this does this large monkey have such Darth Sidious-like abilities, these unnatural ways of the dark side of the Force? My client, Mr. Monkey, does not, as far as we know, have Force lightning abilities. I see. So that that one, so that that precedent can't actually necessarily be followed in in that case. Now, if if the judge may interrupt ever so slightly, listen. Um. I may not be familiar. I may not have looked up plot spoilers, but I did uh, watch the trailer. Like I'm assuming, uh, both of you have I've already watched seen it multiple, multiple times. times. I've watched it. Can yeah. you hear the uh, rain right now? I'm sorry if you can. Yes. Oh, there's. Light. Oh yeah. Wow. 
The monkey is yeah. trying to show oh, off his lightning powers. Or is that, or is that... <laughs> he's sending <laughs> us signals? Oh, no. uh, but uh, Mr. Lizardman, yes. um, the point I was trying to make was, I believe at the end of the very first trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, we did see Kong have some um, Thor. That's very true. We, we do see this. We do see this. He does have this yes. thing. Could it be argued that this weapon does in fact take place of the lightning powers he had once before? It's not to say that it couldn't. I will not say that it's impossible. Um, wow, that's loud. Um, it is certainly possible, and it certainly does give Kong an advantage that he didn't have about 30 seconds earlier in the trailer, which is which is an interesting point. I'm very interested to see where the hammer comes in and why it comes in and how it comes in exactly. Uh, you know, I think mm. it's very interesting. We're looking into uh, what it may or may not be, these different things. Um, you know... Without knowing more about the hammer, I can't make tons of I can't make tons of speculative remarks on it. Uh, I think I it see. does. I think it does give Kong. I think it does put him on a more level of a playing field. Mm. Um, but I don't think it completely levels the playing field. I would say. I see. Ah. Uh... Thank you, Mr. Lizman. Is there anything else you would like to add as to your first rebuttal statement? Uh, I do not believe so, Your Honor. Okay. Uh, Mr. Monk, are you there? I am. All right. Uh, it is your time for rebuttal. All right. Whenever you are ready. I, I want to say that I do agree with Mr. Lizardman that I do feel that the axe hammer is there to level out the playing field and to give Kong the advantage that he needs over this new Godzilla, due to the fact that mm. without it, he likely would not stand much of a chance, especially after the ending of King of the Monsters, in which Godzilla... Are... Oh, okay. What? Are we allowed to spoil the end of... That uh, movie of has been out since King of... 2018. Yeah. So, uh, 2019. That movie's 2019. been out for like one and a half years. It's not spoiling. That's like if, if we can talk about Endgame, you can talk about you can talk about this. All right, then proceed. I was going to say in that movie, Godzilla basically turns into a walking nuke. So I feel like I have to agree with Mr. Lizardman that the axe is definitely there to give Kong an advantage and to even the playing field. So are you are you saying that a axe with a perk ability is equal to that of a nuke with legs? No. Or actually in your case it would have to be better than that of a nuke with legs. That that is true, but I do think that that was more of a one-off thing if you watch uh, the movie which i won't say exactly how they do it since i know you said you've only seen clips no no please go ahead all right so in the movie dr Sirizawa essentially sacrificed himself to save godzilla by like feeding him but not actually feeding him a nuke to get him like all pumped up with radiation and then mothra sacrifices herself 
getting herself blown up so Godzilla can absorb her her moth dust. Just what everyone loves. They just love absorbing moth dust. And this allows tasty, tasty moth dust. Put on your cereal. But it allows Godzilla essentially to go thermonuclear. And he just releases this massive blast to melt Ghidorah. But it definitely seemed more like a one-off ability in that he needs to eat a nuke again. And he would need Mothra, who's also dead now. So I think if we're looking at Godzilla with what we know his abilities are with other than that, which is, you know, the atomic breath and just being really good at swimming and stuff. I think the axe definitely does level the playing field a bit. Mm, I see. I see. Is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, I'll say that based off what we see in the trailer, it does appear that the axe has some sort of effect on the atomic breath in that when you watch, you see it kind of like, I'm trying to think of the best word to use. It kind of like targets in on the axe. So like as you swing it, it moves to follow it. So it seems to render that almost, it kind of gets rid of that ability, right? If it can't hit Kong and just does something to the axe, his atomic breath is somewhat useless. I see. I see. Indeed. Hmm, So... That would mean that one of Lizard's primary weapons would be rendered not use. So not use. So significant. The way it seemed to me, it didn't seem like the the atomic breath was like any sort of like magnetically like attracted to it. It seemed more of just Kong swinging it through. It's more like how uh, with Stormbreaker and in Infinity War, he threw it through the Infinity Blast, like when when Thanos was using all six stones against it, and it went through. That's how it seemed more to me. Like it's 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 to me. It seemed like it absorbed it, and Kong was just like aiming his swing, less of a. And he does get a good hit on his head. And while that is useful, what I will uh, just to go back to the whole point about the about Godzilla not being like permanently a massive nuke. That's very true. But remember, we're talking about a Ghidorah level threat, and Kong is by no means a Ghidorah level threat. Ghidorah was an a massive three-headed electric dragon that constantly had a thunderstorm around him. So, yes, Godzilla did need that after having been weakened uh, during during his initial fight with Ghidorah and then by the oxygen uh, bomb, yes. But he's not fighting Ghidorah at the moment. He's fighting Kong. Uh, so he doesn't necessarily need that much power. And if I'm not mistaken... Um, the, the, the hammers used in the, in that city fight from what it seems, right? Yeah. Uh, and remind me is, is the scene where Godzilla has Kong pinned and they're roaring at each other. Where does that appear to be? In the city fight. It does appear that way. So I'm, I'm not saying it's Uh... impossible for Kong to win that fight, but at the very least, at some point, Godzilla does get him pinned. It appears. Um, that is true. And so, I'll make a point about that, that that does seem to be one of Godzilla's favorite moves to use to finish off an opponent, being that we see him do that to Ghidorah in the last movie. And we see, we see, um, 
we see him. I, I I didn't watch fully the the first Godzilla movie, but he opens up the the Mudo's mouth and he just atomic breathes into into his face. Uh, yeah, which, so the kiss of death. I feel like there are a lot of situations where Godzilla could, if he was using now. Of course, this gets to theorizing on the plot of it, um, but. If Godzilla weren't using his own brain to control himself, if he wasn't in control of himself, then it would make sense as to why he doesn't use it to finish Kong off. Because I feel like it's very easy to get an opponent into that sort of scenario. So long as you lock arms and are of equal strength, you're basically going to be in his face with someone who doesn't have plasma breath. Hmm. Um, And I think... Now it's obvious it's obviously not going to happen because we see a small part of the fight, but there's actually a very easy way that Godzilla just thrashes Kong, um, and that's that's basically just instead of going onto the boat and attacking him, he just destroys the boat. He destroys the boat, mm. and Kong. I mean, he might be able to swim, but firstly, he's massive, and secondly, he's not going to be as well adapted for it as as Godzilla is. Kong has a bit of an advantage in the city fight, it seems, to an extent, because he has places to jump from and, and a larger environment to move around. But definitely in the water, Godzilla thrashes him because basically all he has to do is drag him down a little and then he can start to just kind of drown him even. Um, but as far as the what seems to be closer to the end fight, if not just an end fight, if they even kill each other at all, I think that Godzilla, even if he doesn't win, easily could win just based off of the footage we've seen and based off of what we know of Godzilla. Now, of course, to, God's, to Kong's credit, we don't have as much footage of him yet because there's only been one movie. And he's only fought wow. stuff that isn't necessarily at Godzilla's level. So we don't really know how how he will fare against a much larger, more powerful Titan. But, of course, he he is infinitely smarter than any other Titan. So, that's more than fair. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Monk. Monk, do you have anything to say to I, that? I do. I want to bring up that I do think that Mr. Lizard's credit that Godzilla will very much be at an advantage in that boat fight. But in the city fight, I think that at, like, Mr. Lizard also brought up that Kong will have the advantage of being able to jump around. That Kong will also have an advantage in the fact that in Skull Island, we see him use his surroundings to create, not so much create, but like to use tools and stuff. Like we see when he's fighting the big skull crawler, he picks up a tree and strips it and uses it like a baseball bat. He also at one point picks up like the propeller from like a boat on a chain and uses that to um to pretty much just completely mess up the skull crawler and that was just stuff that happened to be stranded on an island kong's going to be in a massive city with all different stuff so i think he has lots of opportunities to use different weapons against godzilla like for example like on top of the buildings right a lot of buildings tend to have big spikes. He could easily take one of those off and use it just to gouge at Godzilla if he wanted to. I see. I see. Indeed. Because he's very much the smartest Titan that we know of so far. And we have no idea how smart he is yet and to what extent he could do 
uses intelligence to make tools. Mm. All right, now that we have done that, I have a very important question I'd like to ask the both of you. Now, both of you are adamant that your side will uh, end up taking the W in this. I battle. would not go that far because so as far as what will actually. Oh, the, actually, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, could you explain um, if and how you could see the other side potentially? So Kong has the underdog advantage in that he doesn't have any powers. Um, and so him getting his hands on that hammer at all basically means that he's going to use it and it's going to be effective to at least some degree. Uh, I, as much as they say one will fall, I really do still have my doubts. Uh, I won't be surprised if one of them does fall, but this, they, they seem to get into a couple moments where they're just roaring at each other and whatnot. This, this seems to me like Kong will, it seems almost like Kong and him, it either seems like Kong's going to lose the first fight and then come back for a, for a bit more of a win, or he's going to stalemate the first fight. I don't think, he's obviously not going to win the first fight, but Godzilla can't win, really win the first fight either, because otherwise then there would be no second fight. Um, with with Kong, though, the, I mean, that hit he gets on Godzilla in the trailer with the hammer, that's a that's a solid hit right there. If if Godzilla wasn't as resilient as he is, I, that could kill something. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm not confident that it. Like I feel like all the cards are in Kong's favor at the moment is what it comes down to. So I'm interested to see if they'll subvert that expectation because I think everyone thinks that Kong has a bit of an upper hand as far as having the hammer. Um, I think a lot of people really do think Kong is going to win. I. I can't say that I'm I'm confident Godzilla will win. Uh, I'm rooting for him all the way, but I'm not sure he's going to win. I see, Mister Monk. I I kind of fall into the same boat in that I'm not totally confident in Kong, just because. Well, I have two points. One is that. Godzilla has become much more of an icon worldwide. People love Godzilla, and people love Kong, but the majority of people love Godzilla, and I feel like the studio might not want to upset those people. But also, and me and Hamilton actually talked about this last night, is that this movie is being pitched as not so much of a remake, but more like the rematch between these two characters. See what he's getting with the studio and, thing. I totally agree. And I'm just going to cut into this. Cause I will also note that I just, I also don't, I think that the same thing applies to Kong. Like he's never, yeah, I don't think it's worldwide a sensation, but Kong only has one movie so far um, other than this. And I don't, I don't, and he, Kong is always the good guy. Kong is never like, been portrayed as the bad guy. He's always been very sympathetic, and he's always been the most human of any like kaiju or titan ever. So I don't really feel like uh, they'd necessarily kill him off either. I feel like yeah. weird, you know. I think I and with King of the Monsters, of course, though Godzilla was shown as a good guy in a sense. Yeah, and they definitely gave him a very human element in that. Mm -hmm. 
because I just had that movie on the other day and I was watching it and I honestly have to say in one of the scenes I was sitting there and I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad rooting against Godzilla. I mean, look at him here. But yeah, they definitely, Kong is definitely more of the sympathetic one because we're humans. Kong is not, He's not actual monkey. Monkey. But he's a primate he's like us so he's easier to connect with you know but what i was going to say earlier is that if this is being considered a rematch right in the original movie kong wins it's been declared that kong wins even though it's more of a stalemate the two of them fall into the water and godzilla swims away and kong crawls out because kong doesn't swim that's not his thing but so if it's being set up to be a rematch, is it? It's kind of like Rocky one and then Rocky two, right? In the first Rocky, Rocky loses to Creed and then comes back to defeat Creed in the second movie. You know, so that's just kind of how I'm thinking of it. But I'm still rooting for Kong all the way, even though I love them both. I gotta go with Mr. Monkey. I see. I see. How much time do I we actually have as much time as right, you need because we... uh, the thing that I had got pushed back. Yes. Oh, yes, it got pushed back wonderful. by like an hour. Perfection. Yeah. Ah, perfection. Perfection. Well, let's see what we've done already. We've already reiterated our opening points, had a few rebuttals. We've even uh, talked about how the other side could potentially win. Um, do you see there being. A... Now, let's first uh, say. The entire reason that we're arguing who's going to win is that the director himself said that there would be a clear-cut winner by the end of this movie. He did, but he, I, I, I will I will say it again. I'm still hesitant. I'm still hesitant about it, um, and I feel like there's a lot of misdirection going on. Well, so, so firstly, there have already been some teasers. Like there have already been different creatures leaked within this film, right? Like the the flying snake things, and I think there's some bats that Kong looks up at, something like that. Yeah. So I and the way they pitch how Godzilla is acting, like we don't know why Godzilla is going after Kong, which to me t- sort of screams some sort of mind control. Um, because I mean, and look at with the last movie um, with 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 Godzilla King of the Monsters, they introduced the idea of controlling kaiju and the fact that Ghidorah was able to. I feel like that technology combined with uh, with the end credit scene makes it mo- infinitely more likely that Godzilla is being controlled, which generally speaking. A would make him weaker. I feel like sometimes, uh, like as far as like you puppeting someone else would probably be less effective than them controlling themselves. But um, with with regard to we've also seen I think the with that one Funko Pop of uh, of Mechagodzilla. Um, it, oh. I I would not be surprised if Mechagodzilla is in this. Um, and you know what? Now the way I'm planning on releasing this episode is it will drop. The day okay. that the movie comes out, it's kind of like a celebratory. It's out. Uh, so yes. Right. So I, if I had to guess um, about some sort of team up thing that happens at the end of it, um, if it happens, that hammer will be instrumental because it'll be like how Iron Man and Thor eventually get. Um, where well but like reverse where the hammer gets charged by godzilla and then kong uses it against something else i feel like 
if if there is going to be a team up, it's going to be something t- that's too strong for either one of them to defeat together or alone rather. And they have to do it together. I feel like that would make a. I think that would make. I think that would work really well. And I feel like with the misdirection aspect, um, you know, all that part about you know there was a war and these are the only two left. Um, I, I feel I feel like they're trying to trick us into thinking they fought before. I mean, I I walk into the theater and be completely wrong, but it seems almost like there was a war. They were on the same side. It, that's how it Ooh. seems to me. Where where like they there was a war, but they were on the same side because everyone's going to automatically assume oh they're opposing like they're standing away from each other, they're apart. Well, I feel I feel so much like they're they're going to have turned out to have been on the same side, and that's I mean if if that scene with Godzilla, Pen, and Kong uh, comes out after that then that could put a whole new spin on that entire scene where Kong's not trying to kill him. He's trying to knock some sense in him or something. Um, uh, you know, and, and then he's trying to not, and if he gets pinned, he, in the roaring one, I, I just, I feel, I feel like, and that would be, frankly, that would be a satisfying end because there can be a, like saying one will fall. I feel like also would cat, I feel like that would also cat, fall into the category of something bigger falling. Like something bigger controlling Godzilla or whatever. I feel like I would I wouldn't feel cheated. I wouldn't feel that cheated, to be honest. Very yeah. Very. I I want to add to the fact that I definitely do agree about the whole Mecha Godzilla. I do think that he'll be the one that we'll see at the end of the movie that they have to team up against. And my prediction is that. I feel like whoever, because assuming that one of them comes out on top and wins over the other, is that my prediction is that whoever is the one to lose against the other Titan will be the one to get the final blow in on Mecha Godzilla. This way, right? If you're a Godzilla fan and Godzilla loses to Kong, right? At least you can see Godzilla be the one to get to defeat. Mecha Godzilla in the end. So everyone feels rewarded. Everyone comes out of the theater happy, you know, right. regardless of who wins. I see. So I, this is interesting. I also want, this is very, I also want to say too, because I know we were talking about like mind control and Godzilla and all that. So the way that I thought of it wasn't so much of like a mind control situation. Like in the last movie, we see Ghidorah kind of pull for anyone who's seen How to Train Your Dragon 2. There's a whole thing in that about one dragon having the ability to like mind control the other dragons. That was kind of how it was set up in the last movie that the Alpha Titan can like control and manipulate the other Titans. I don't see that being exactly what's going on. I feel like something, whether it's Mecha Godzilla or something else, is out there sending out this signal, which is messing with Godzilla, which is causing him to get aggravated, and he's going on a rampage trying to find what this signal is. Okay, he, in not that case, so much. He'd think it's he'd think it's Kong then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not so much of him being like mind control because I because we saw in the last movie that while all the other Titans went under kind of Ghidorah's alpha call, mind control, whatever you want to look at it as. Godzilla, as well as Mothra, were the only ones... The 
Though we don't know about Khan, that so those this, three might know, have been the only ones to resist. bring up a really interesting point. One that I've talked about with with uh, with one of the, with a teacher at school a lot. You know, not only was Godzilla immune to Ghidorah, but so was Mothra, and I think that's really interesting. And of course, Kong, I think, is just too intelligent to have been called to that. I yeah. I I just I wonder if it's the sort of thing where like they basically crack through either Godzilla's will or like his. Um, or just his alpha sort of uh, his alpha mindset, I guess, and made it where he's able to be controlled. That's how it feels like it's going to be. Even if not like by quote unquote direct mind control, even if he's like telling like a, like a signal, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Because I just feel like I feel like based on that last movie, that Godzilla just he's not he's too strong to go under a mind control, and. I think it's interesting too with Mothra that it also says a lot about her intelligence level that she's definitely much more intelligent than we give her credit for being along with Godzilla. I think that I think that even though I've made the point about Kong being very smart, I think Godzilla is much smarter than we do give him credit for, but he's also not at the level of Kong and that he doesn't right. understand use weapons and tools. Well, you know you you mentioned that and that's that's incredibly true. But you know, you also mentioned about how how smart Godzilla is. You know, when with with the whole breathing into someone's mouth thing, that's that's a sort of Godzilla thing we've never seen before. That's a level of intelligence we've never seen before. And I think that Godzilla does understand communication in in especially a way that Ghidorah didn't. You know, I, I yeah. think that so I think that that's why Godzilla is a versus Kong is such a good matchup because Godzilla, uh, Kong isn't quite as powerful as Godzilla, and Godzilla isn't quite as intelligent as Kong, but neither one of them are exactly unadept in either of those areas. So I think that it makes a really yeah. even fun matchup that will make for some really interesting fights. I agree. Can I bring up an interesting fun fact that I learned recently? Yeah, nice. Which, that, which is Go that, ahead. so I learned this like in the last week. It's that the original Godzilla versus, or the originally was first one was called King Kong versus Godzilla. That that movie wasn't actually originally going to be King Kong versus Godzilla. It was supposed to be King Kong versus Frankenstein, and and the whole plot was going to be that King Kong was going to match off against the son of Frankenstein's new Frankenstein's monster. But something happened with the studios. And actually got tossed around, and they wound up going with Godzilla as the other monster, which is really interesting because Kong at that point was the more popular character because that move his movie had come out a couple decades before. It was a massive well, hit. definitely with American audiences. And, yeah, and so at that point, Godzilla I think had had two movies, and then he fought King Kong. And that movie is actually what skyrocketed hit skyrocketed him to being such a pop culture icon that we all know, which is just something I find really kind of interesting. That originally it was Kong was more popular, and because of that movie, Godzilla not so much stole but was able to become the more popular character. Well, you know, I, I think that when we're looking at Kong versus Godzilla in terms of like marketability and whatnot, I I think that Kong. You know, having introduced Godzilla, I think it's ironic because Kong is, I think, so much more difficult of of a character to work with because of his intelligence. Because, like crafting a, not only a good story, 
but also not making a three plus hour long movie like Peter Jackson did because that turned off a lot of audience members and left them bored. Um, so yeah. I think that making Kong not only look good, it, making it an enjoyable original story, um, but also uh, not a, an overly long story. I mean, you know, the runtime for this movie is less than two hours. I mean, it, like this. Yeah. I, I think that it's it's something that has only really been. It, it's not an easy formula to do. You know, like Godzilla can like Godzilla just has like new foes introduced all the time because you can just always kind of up his power level. Whereas God, whereas Kong, you know, he's just a large monkey. It's more difficult to up his power level. So I feel like, and I feel like that's why Godzilla versus Kong itself works because like with the hammer and whatnot, you get an upgrade to his power level because baseline, he could never be Godzilla. I don't think like as far as like personally, I think he needs that hammer. I feel like this is going to be incredibly well done compared to a lot of other kaiju media we've seen in, basically ever i think this is going to be a legitimately good movie like good movie with respect to all the other movies yeah i agree yes no i am legitimately excited for this film i know i tried to keep the others on a down low it's actually interesting um at the school i attend we have a film appreciation right course okay i yeah. took it sophomore year um and essentially, with the course, we watched movies in class, and then once we finished a movie in class, we'd have two days to write an essay. And usually we did a brisk pace of just watching movies, and as soon as we finished the movie, it's like, all right, you have two days, and the next day in class, we'd start watching another movie, and we'd still write it. Um, usually, because periods were like an hour, um, we'd get through a movie every like three or four uh, days of class. Uh, with the Godzilla unit, however, our teacher in particular was a massive fan of Godzilla, just the whole kaiju idea of it. So we actually spent three weeks on a Godzilla-related unit. We watched the original Godzilla film, like the original, original Godzilla film in Japan. So good. Good. Um, and we watched clips from the other films in the monster verse uh i on my own accord watched kong skull island uh i think it was on like a plane or something somewhere bus plane somewhere i was like oh i might as well watch it and i thoroughly enjoyed it uh but the others i watched clips wise so that's how i got invested in this universe it's it's funny you mentioned that because that class i know that class is co-taught because i I, basically the, the the guy who i talked to all the time about is the is one of the co-teachers of it so we've spent like a solid Every time I've gone into yeah. into school for like the past like few weeks, that's just about all we've talked about. We've talked about like new theories and new updates of what it's been really cool. And so we've gotten to talk about a lot of different theories. You know, a lot of one of one of the running theories for a while was that uh God the, the Godzilla we see in the trailers is Mecha Godzilla because some of the things looked a little bit off, but now they, they don't look as off. Um and you know I I'm interested to see what sort of homages they pay to different movies um, within this film. I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. You figure this is like the big... Like, this is going to be this. Like, this is going to be the like biggest monster movie, perhaps, of all time, as far, especially as far as scale goes, because this is the biggest Godzilla and the biggest King Kong we've ever seen. Because Kong is over like 300 feet tall in this, which is easily yeah. the biggest Kong we've ever seen. Yeah, he's never been anywhere near this big. And that definitely 
give it definitely gives it a very unique feel compared to past movies. This is probably this is probably the biggest earth scale movie we've ever seen. Because like you know, Infinity War is big, but you know, it was extraterrestrial as well. And it has spaceships and whatnot. And we're like, as far as like just things on the ground, fighting on the ground, I don't think we've ever seen two animals this big ever fight. And that's really cool. Yeah. Well, except for a good, well, obviously Ghidorah. Which, yeah, Ghidorah, but he's also an alien. He's, he's so. also an alien. Like he, uh, you know, it just, it wasn't like also, it also wasn't like fisticuffs fighting. You know, it was like blast. And yeah. Whereas this is going to be like Kong's going to go fist to fist and hammer to claw and whatnot. We're going to see a lot of that in this movie. And I think that's probably one of the coolest things ever. Because so often with movies and whatnot, you don't get to see that sort of stuff and have it be on like an energy blast having level, I feel like. Because it has to yeah, be one or the other. And especially monster movies, you don't get a lot of close combat like this. Like with the kaiju genre, it's usually who can spit better fire or lightning or do this or that right exactly we very rarely get that close combat at you know perspective pacific rim kind of does it because they're in massive mechs but even there a lot of the kaijus in that have more abilities like there's the one i don't know all their names but the one can like shoot acid and stuff but here you know you've got kong who's very much a close combat character Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting getting to see Godzilla do some close combat because he's never really been that type of character. It's always been his atomic yeah, breath. Well, so definitely is very unique. So, and I, and I think it's interesting to bring this up because, you know, it's interesting because this Godzilla has been, I think, probably one of the most close combat Godzillas we've seen because of it, like the way he uses even his range attacks within like another animal, like within another kaiju's mouth. And I feel like it's going to be really interesting yeah. to see how he handles Kong who we might not be able to get his mitts around as easily. And I think, like, this is definitely going to be one of... This is probably going to be the movie of, of, of definitely early this year. I don't think any movie coming out this year can top, except the only movie I think that will do better than this culturally and probably Montana, like, like as far as the, the, the scale, so to speak, of it, would be Spider-Man 3. I think, that's the, yeah. I think it's the only one that even stands a chance, and that's in December. But I think yeah, I was gonna say this is like I was gonna say the same. This thing. is the movie of 2021. I think there is no bigger movie. I like yeah. Black Widow comes out. That's I think the 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 entire script got leaked, didn't it? Really? There's been a lot of leaks. Uh, that that movie. There's been so many leaks and rumors. It just well, feels and it's like so long. Like the, the wait feels so long because the trailer came out ages ago and that did just didn't get released in theaters and it was supposed to get released on Disney Plus, but then didn't. Uh, a Reddit post uh, has like a six or seven paragraph, basically a full essay length okay. thing that's leaking. And like, it just, so. it, that's once again, not as big of scale and it's a prequel. Um, and it's, yeah. um, you know, I just, uh, cause let's see, there are like, there are like four different Marvel movies coming out this year. Um, yeah. Which is awesome. But I don't think any, but I think that many of them shows how not huge of scale they're going to be. As far as see the big, like, which I'm glad because you know you shouldn't do something massive in scale after having just had Endgame, but you know it it may it means basically that Godzilla versus Kong I think will go down as the big movie because you know as much as the the Snyder cut has been anticipated and whatnot and we can talk about some of the uh, 
the subtle non-nuances that some DC fans have, but I just, that movie was a four hours long, but it was also a re-release of an already released movie. It's not going to be as big of scale as Godzilla versus Kong. I really do feel like this is the movie of 2021. I don't think there will, I don't think any other movie can come close to this scale. I agree. I agree fully. That is very, very fun. Well, just looking up 2021 movies, I mean, what have you got to go against? The, the Raya. It's basically the a Disney Plus exclusive. Yeah. Which, because that's what I will mention before you, uh, before you continue on, what I will mention as well is that this is one of the movies that I think people really will want to see in theaters. You don't, like, assuming oh, you're, like, allowed by your parents or, like, or that you feel safe doing it, this is a movie that I, like, I'm going to be seeing this in the theater. I won't be, I won't be on, like, HBO Max or anything to watch on. I will be watching this in the theaters uh, because, you know, it's a Godzilla experience. You know, I'm not gonna, I feel like this is one that has a lot more draw to it than, say, Ryan the Last Dragon. I don't think you go to see that. Like, you you see that on Disney+, Plus, which you don't, it, what, what you do with that is you don't see it. Because Disney Plus should not charge you extra for it, um, really, or at least definitely not the amount it charges you. But it's also not necessarily a movie that you're like super stoked to see in the theaters, especially if money's tight, and you want to see Godzilla versus Kong in a week. Indeed. So continue with with your movie list. Let's see what won't win against Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> Let's see. The bigger movies of 2021. Let's see. And right. you have to defend it against all of these things. This is the new argument. Uh, first, Ryan the Last Dragon. I think you just did that. Uh, coming to the coming to America good movie probably thing. will not be as big of scale. It's not even. It's also not an action movie. It's comedy. I just it'll be one of those movies that people are like. Oh yeah, that came out this year. Yeah. Um, oh, here's an interesting one: Godzilla versus Kong. I think versus Godzilla versus Kong really Godzilla has it on top. Kong. Oh yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong all the way. Yeah. yeah, probably, probably. Oh, <laughs> the uh, no, whatever that Cruella de nope. that's no, doesn't stand no a chance. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> no contest. Are we There's no about this tonight. No, we're not. The answer is <laughs> no. No. Um, let's see. Quiet place. That too. That didn't come out already. <laughs> It, it was supposed to come out last February. Delayed movies aren't going to... I don't think they're going to do as well. I thought that's been out on, like, video on See, demand. See, uh, Mr. Monkey brings up a great point. I don't... I don't know. People, if people think it was already released, I don't think they're going to see as much. Yeah, and I think that... I think the first movie was good. I don't think it was one of those movies that needs a sequel. I don't... I just don't think it has the same appeal. What genre is that again? What, what genre was that? What was that? That's like sci-fi uh, horror. Okay, so it was horror. Okay, that's what I thought. Like See, because that's the thing. Horror sequels are really difficult to do. I don't think it's going to do as well. Horror sequels yeah. basically That's... always flop. Especially when you give away the weakness of the monster in the first Well, see, movie. that becomes the difficulty of doing basically any sequel is that you can't just reuse the villain. You know, if Iron Man, if Iron Man two had just been a slightly larger Killmonger, no one would have. You no, know, people have their criticism against it. I don't mind it, but like, if if Captain America two had just been, I don't know, Hydra agents instead of having Bucket, it, it wouldn't have worked as well. If Thor Ragnarok hadn't, you know, because that's what happened with Thor two. 
It was boring enemies. And then Thor 3, he had actual enemies. I was like, oh, crap. This isn't just the same trick. Yeah. You know, so I, I, especially with horror, horror, like it too, I liked it story-wise slightly better. I think I liked certain parts of it better, certain parts less. But Pennywise, I hated in that. It wasn't as good at all. No, it wasn't. Uh, what's next on this? The In the Heights movie. Oh boy, any any musical fans? Yeah, out but not there? that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't, I don't think it's gonna do as well as Godzilla Recoming. I just don't think people seeing dancing has the same appeal to two giant monsters, especially when we're talking about the theater beating each other. Now, two giant monsters beating the crap out of each other I, in a theater. I want to see Godzilla and Kong just oh, dance okay. together. It's a yeah, dance watch song. Sing. <laughs> it's just, it's it's Godzilla versus no. Kong at American Godzilla Idol. versus Kong American performing American various American. musicals. You, just, you see Kong with, uh, you see like Godzilla in the Phantom of the Opera mask just rowing the canal. And then you. I mean, Kong already had a Broadway show. That's so. true. That's true. It's it just. Instead of fighting him with with uh, with true. his fists and the hammer, he's just gonna sing and melt his heart. Yes, uh, Hamilton, you were just mentioning the um, sequels, yes. kind of losing ideas and steam, correct? Uh, well, oh, next we have Fast and I Furious. I don't think there's 9. been a Fast and Furious movie that's done very well since a while ago. I feel like Hobson Shaw did yeah. decently if it actually came out. I once again, I don't remember if that's one of the ones that actually came out, but if it did, I think it did fine, but not like great. That is, yeah. Um. Next, uh, in terms of long-awaited uh, sequels, we have okay. Top Gun Maverick. I. You know. Yeah, it's but it's not like it's yeah. not like a massive series I, uh... though. Like we're not talking like multiple multiverses and incarnations. Leading to this amazing one. Mm. No. Oh, Black <laughs> Widow. No, I mean, I, I want to add a point to the Black Widow thing because I know that Disney's had this whole thing from the beginning saying that it'll be like a billion dollar movie. I've never thought it was going to be that big just because it's a prequel for a character who is well, dead. And I mean, we know what happens. Right. I, I don't know. I just don't. Even though, and this is coming from someone who Black Widow's arguably like my second favorite Avenger, it just doesn't have the same appeal to like something new. Well, like, I feel like right. it should have come out before Endgame, you know? You know, and I think when, you know, you're looking at Black Widow, mm. as far as terms of scale, especially, Black Widow doesn't have any powers. I think it's difficult yeah. to make a big scale movie without, like, I, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it, but. It's not going to be one of those things that I think really leaves a lasting impact. Like people will see it, I think, and I think people will enjoy it, but I don't think it'll be like Godzilla versus Kong. You know, of course we also, and like certain movies will have a bit, like a slight bit of an advantage over others in the sense that like, I think like the Snyder cut is super long and it's also cutting into Godzilla versus Kong's like runtime ish. Like as far as like money, if you're tight on money, you have to choose one. I didn't choose the Snyder Cut. I chose Godzilla versus Kong. Um, yeah. So, like, I think that I Godzilla v. Kong being basically directly in conflict with the Snyder Cut, I think puts uh, puts Snyder Cut in a bad uh, in a bad position for that. I think. 
Because and that's also yeah. in a series that mm. most that fewer people are invested in than like a series that did it right for all. Like because I think Godzilla, because Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, and, and King of the Monsters were all successful movies. Whereas I don't think a lot of DC movies were successful enough to warrant as much of a of a buy-in as say people like movies in the MCU. Yeah. I mean, can can we talk about for a second the whole thing going on with the whole restore the Snyder Cut oh, thing? Because yes. I just saw I opened up my phone earlier this morning to to all this news talking about the fact that now all the 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 whole restore the Snyderverse thing, all these fans are now going onto IMDb and just giving Godzilla vs Kong the lowest rating they can. And just and their comment is just the same thing. Restore the Snyderverse. See, but that that doesn't actually do anything for the Snyderverse. Are they even the same company? Because I uh, I thought it was Legend. I know. See, Legendary is the one that makes the movie. I'm pretty sure that Warner Bros. is the one distributing. Right, but okay. I I, I wonder if they even know that <laughs> the whole Snyderverse See, it's, thing. But that's but it's also, not connected to Godzilla. It's not the the whole logic. I think is that they just want to boycott anything that has Warner's name on it. And the truth of the matter is that it doesn't even matter anymore. I think it's very petty and it's very frustrating to me because, you know, their universe, whatever happens is basically at this point, it's not going forward with the Snyderverse. Well, you know, it's, it's and, like those who would legitimately try to boycott the new Star Wars movies. I will criticize, like yeah. I, we, Brennan and I did an episode where I criticized them, but at the same time, I'm not going to try to have them change the canon because that's not worth it. Yeah, and I mean, if you're upset about your universe getting canceled, right, your first instinct shouldn't be to attack another fandom because for a while after King of the Monsters came out, after that got some negative reviews, there's been this talk about, is this going to be the last one? And if your instinct is to attack another universe and potentially cause that universe to get canceled... It's just not right. Right. But I also want to talk about the fact that it doesn't even matter because it's failed. They failed. The movie in its opening weekend, I, I think I saw someone that said in the opening weekend so far in like India and like in Asia has made almost as much as Wonder Woman 1984 did in, in its entire theatrical run. How much money is that right now? Do you know? I think right now it's at 120 million. Okay. I'm not totally sure on that because i think it said wonder woman made 150 million in its total okay. run so i'm i think it's about that i could be wrong See, i might and very much movies typically also make they, they get a nice boost once they hit the west the western hemisphere and whatnot uh because yeah. you know american audiences really like their movies especially like this kind of movie and so they, they are going to fail because all they're like they're only going to slightly minorly inconvenience the ratings because then it's it's a whole it's like a handful of butthurt Snyder fans against everyone who loves Godzilla or Kong. Yeah, um, and I think they also aren't comprehending the fact that there's a lot of Godzilla fans. Well, and you know what? The, the the problem with this that they're going to experience is that this doesn't make DC fans look any better. This actually makes them look even, like God, DC fans have looked like freaking chumps and they look like whiny babies just about forever in a sense like as far as live action goes and with the DCEU, they've basically just looked whiny from the start. 
And this will not help them. Like the DCU finally releases a movie that a lot of people can agree is good. And all you can think to do is whine and try to boycott another unrelated movie. You're not going to help yourselves. Yeah. And I mean, I also feel like up until recently, there hasn't been a whole lot of praise for Snyder. Like I feel like it came out of nowhere once the trailer first released for Snyder Cut. Because I remember for the longest time, people would just go around saying Batman vs. Superman was a load of dog shit or Man of Steel is trash. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like everything Snyder has done is perfection. Right. I think that there has been a lot of just on a dime switch, you know, because basically I heard nothing about Snyder and then I heard everything about Snyder. And I just – the Snyder verse, that's like like getting – and I know he obviously ironically directed Justice League, but that's like getting Josh Wheaton – I think if I'm not mistaken, like 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 uh, restore restore the weed verse. Well, no, I also like the Rooster Brothers. I also like various directors. You know, it's like yeah. you shouldn't have one person make one one. It's movie. like it's like if Bong fans were like restore the Jackson verse. Oh my god! <laughs> each movie just each movie uh, just four hours. Godzilla long. versus Kong ends up being a literal eight hour movie. They could go ice skating together, recreate the scene they have from the Peter Jackson movie, <laughs> but just slow. It's all it's all just extra slow. They're just pretending to do it in slow motion. Like tired. Like two They're kids just like tired is what it comes down to. You know, like they have one intense fight, and then the rest of it's just like kind of half-assed fights. You know. After their first fight, they get high together, and they're just it's just throwing them off the entire rest of the time. <laughs> They're hallucinating. Cog's just punching a building. He's like, I've got you, Godzilla. Godzilla's just across the playing field, just being up like, he's, I don't know, like a McDonald's. He's like, I'm stepping on a regular-sized gorilla. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, you're tiny now. What are you going to do? He just, he just Abs- flicks him des- like a des- little frog. Decimates the last known wild silverbacks, you know? <laughs> Godzilla kills Cabela's Harambe. African Avengers. I can't wait to African finish that Avengers. masterful game. Godzilla has killed Harambe. Uh, Godzilla, yeah, that's that's what was. That's you know. You look into the conspiracy of it. It wasn't, in fact, the Zoo Cincinnati Zoo. It was Godzilla. You look under the mask. Godzilla. You look under the mask of the of that of that personnel, and it turns out it, it's a it's a whole scheme. He wants to eliminate the whole species. He thinks they're all they all need to go. All right, I'm going to speed through the rest of these 2021 movies. All right, Space Jam, a new leg. The Space After Jam they changed Lola Bunny, no way. Don <laughs> <laughs> Who needs that? Let's just make uh, Mothra. Let's put Mothra in like a bikini. Mothra in, in, in a bikini, in a basket. Just what the world wants. That'll give them what they want. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Restore the Mothraverse. Restore the Lolaverse. I'd watch that. Anyway, oh, uh, next, the, uh, the, the James Gunn Suicide I think that looks fabulous, movie. but I don't think it stands a chance to Godzilla. After, Though they do have a freaking kaiju up in this shit. After the first Suicide Squad movie? No. I don't I don't think Suicide Squad, to Suicide Squad is redeemable culturally. Like, I just, I just feel like... It it might do well, but also a lot of movies have looked really promising and then turned out to be not great recently, especially with DC. Yeah, the first Suicide Squad, and I think like the first Harley Quinn: yeah. Birds of Prey, I think didn't get great reviews and turned out to suck, even when like it looked like it was going to be pretty good. 
Yeah, I heard a lot of mixed stuff on that. I heard some people loved it, but I also heard a lot of people. Hated I feel it. like it's going to be one of those things that people enjoy, but once again, not as huge of scale. You know, and, and you know, yeah. you notice things with with scale. If you have multiple people, the scale might be bigger, but it won't be focused on one character each. Like, like Captain America: Civil War did a good job because they eventually did have the Cap on Iron Man fight. It wasn't just the two superhero teams going at it because that would have been a small scale movie. They're all Earth tier heroes and they're just kind of small and just an airport fight. It wouldn't it wouldn't have been as big of a movie, I don't think. Yeah, and James Gunn very much likes to do like a lot of like small, more character driven stuff rather than like these massive sprawling stories. Even like in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like a massive space battle it's still when you look at it and break it down it's a very more small scale it's a group of like five people you know and, yeah, it's cool. yeah. and, and i think that works really well and it, now and with guardians of the galaxy i think that's a lot bigger scale than suicide squad could ever be because of the fact yeah. that it's in space and you have varying like alien races and stuff you eventually have ego you know i so i think that it can be a lot bigger scale because they're not bound to Earth, whereas I don't think that like Suicide Squad could ever quite be that big of scale. Definitely nowhere near Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. All right. Where did we now? Where did we leave off? Uh, yeah, Suicide Squad. Uh, let's see. No. So the, my my reasoning century. for that will be like I think it pro- like it hopefully will be a really good movie, but at the same time you're introducing a character to the screen. I think it's more and like one that's also not really been in the public eye before. I think that's going to be more. Like I think people are going to really like it. It's going to have a lot of impact, but I don't think it'll be as big. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like. It's not going to be like you know like a massive like Avengers level threat. It's an introduction series. movie. I, yeah, and uh, introduction movies tend to be smaller scale. Like I like the first, the, the first of any given movie, just about isn't like massive scale. I think that. Guess, yeah, because you're focusing on establishing your character, not this massive sprawling story. I like, think the most critic I think the like the most critically well received introduction movie of Marvel, like outside of like I think Iron Man was really good and I think that really sold people. But Black Panther, I think, was, but he was a character who was yeah. already introduced in another movie. Um so they had some basis yeah. to work off and they had some characters already introduced and whatnot. Uh so I feel like with something like that, and that's already in a pre-established universe and whatnot, I, I don't think that this will necessarily go as well because you, we haven't introduced this character yet. As far as we know, there could be something in Disney Plus series that reveals it. But um, I think that this will be more difficult to make into a large-scale thing um, because it just – like Captain Marvel didn't do as well. You know, so I, I feel like it's going to take that sort of route. No? But I think this will be a better received movie than Captain Marvel, but less well, less, in, but also like less press gathering. Yeah. Next movie. Yes. Now, right. two weeks, just two short weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay. You know what? I had totally forgotten about Venom releasing this year. Um, I think it will be big. I think it could even come close to a lot of extents, honestly. But I'm not sure. I'm... I think the issue that that's going to suffer from, because I believe, is it going to be rated no. R? It's not. Okay, because I was going to say, if it is, that'll definitely 
hold so it that back. So I think it'll hold it. I think if PG-13 rating will hold it back probably a little bit in the content, yeah. but I think the R rating would hold it back more so in the impact. What I will say with Venom, yeah. being a huge Venom fan, especially the last Venom movie, I think the problem with releasing Venom 2 immediately is because they they haven't really established the Venom verse yet because everything else got pushed back. Like Morbius is getting released early next year, I think. And so with that, I feel like in order for Venom 2 yes. to be the most successful it could be, Morbius had to get released first. Because otherwise, I yeah. think that like even if Venom does well, then if Morbius sucks, then there's no way. There's no way that Venomverse recovers because if they can only do Venom movies, it's going to go badly. They need to experiment with the rest of their characters before they even try to put Venom 2 out and have it. I just – I don't foresee this being good in the long term. Like I think it will be a great movie. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be – it's going to be – I probably – my top three movies of this year are probably going to be Godzilla, Venom 2, and, um, uh, and Spider-Man 3. But um, – but Venom is also, once again, in a small, yes. slightly smaller universe because it's so independent from the Marvel Universe and because it's run by Sony. I think it will have a harder time being as successful as well. Even though I think it did a great job setting it up I in Venom 1, I still, as much as I love Venom, Venom 1 was a bit – it wasn't quite received as well, even by audiences to some respect. Um, but I just don't think it'll be – as impactful as Godzilla, and I and I honestly do hate to say that because I absolutely love Venom, huge Venom fan. Hmm. All right, what is after Venom? That comes out September seventeenth, October first. This this might actually be one of my most highly anticipated films in the year, up there with Godzilla v Kong, Suicide Squad, and Spider Man Three, okay. uh, Dune. I think I've seen the trailers. I'm not very familiar with it. I've heard of it. I'm not super familiar with it. All right. It is adapted from a novel, which is highly regarded to be one of the tentpole sci-fi works in modern history. A lot of it influenced Star Trek and Star Wars very very, yeah, it's one of the main inspirations behind Star Wars, actually. So I'm very excited to see where this go- goes. It's going to be a sprawling, sprawling film. And uh, this is just going to cover the first half of the novel. And considering the high regard of the Okay, director, hold on. I, wait a minute. We, we missed a movie, excited. I think. Uh, Mortal Kombat comes out on April oh, 16th, yeah. which legitimately so far doesn't look horrible. I'll be honest. It well, I mean, listen. Be Sonic the movie. best video game adaptation thus far, and considering Sonic the Hedgehog, right I think because Mortal Kombat's one of those movies that's really difficult to translate. Um, that can be really difficult to translate to a screen and remain loyal. Like, like not not that it'd be a difficult process, but that Hollywood just sucks at it. They love trying to screw with things. So I think that right. this looks fairly faithful to it. And yeah. so I'm really looking forward to this, to be honest. And, I, and my my what? brother loves Mortal Kombat, so he's one of the main issues. One of the main issues right. with adapting video games in the first place is the gameplay aspect, because so much of your will is having the character move around and do stuff. And so when you have to mm-hmm. put that in the screen, that can't be the entire movie. Movies are about like character development and whatnot, so things have to be changed. Um, the thing with Mortal Kombat is right. it's pretty much all gameplay. 
especially the original ones, it's a fighting game. It's a fight. Now, granted, the newer ones have gotten more story related, but fight scenes, you can work with that much better in film than you can any other genre of video games because you can have a really good story and then you just fill it with really kick-ass fight scenes. Which, considering what we saw in the trailers, looks yeah. like it's going yeah, to be... Yeah, the trailer for that looked excellent. The one thing that I think is going to hold that film back, I just looked this up to make sure, is that's rated R. Okay. Yeah, so that's, I that makes that's, sense. So I yeah. think that will probably hold it back, especially yeah. on the cultural aspect of it. Um, very much looking forward to it. And I probably will see that in theaters as well. But... Uh, so many everyone's good with that. Yeah. See, I, I think yeah. that that will be. I think that that's one that will do well, especially critically. Mm-hmm. I think that will be received by fans really well. But I don't like. It's not in that sweet spot of PG thirteen where you can have like everyone yeah. go. You can't like you can't bring the whole family down and watch Mortal Kombat. Although you can't bring little you know Timmy what, down. You know to what though? People's... I say that, and yet I, I say that, and yet so many young kids play Mortal Kombat. And it, it, it's yeah. rated. It's still rated seventeen and up. Okay. I mean, you you can never assume. I mean, you always get parents who make the mistake of bringing their kid into Deadpool. like sausage party, Deadpool. I remember, I remember seeing so much stuff with Deadpool with that happening because you know parents think, oh look, it's a superhero movie. No, it's it's kids. No, it's not. It's Deadpool, and it's rated R for a reason. Yeah, it is very. For a very good reason. All right, let's see what else is here. Uh, oh, that's the, right, that has been released yet. Movie I, with yeah, I think I, I honestly that. think that might be a hidden gem of this year. I think people will like it. I'm hoping I'm gonna like it. Yeah, but I think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna do as well. I think it's gonna be on the. If it's gonna do well with fans, I think it will still probably not do as well monetarily, especially. Yeah. I don't think Ghostbusters has been one of those series that's known for its sequels. You know? Oh, yeah, no. The yes. original is amazing. The sequels are... That's the thing, right? You know, like, and I think I think that's why this might be a hidden gem, is that I think this might be one of the good sequels yeah. that it makes, because it looks like it wants to be very faithful to it. And I think it yeah. looks like it wants to be faithful while taking a new direction, which is excellent for a sequel and or a reboot. But at the same time, it's so not well known for doing good second and third and fourth and fifth movies that I just, yeah. I think people, I think its reputation is going to precede it. And I think that it's just going to be a film that not tons of people even want to see because there have been so many different yeah. iterations and adaptations of Ghostbusters that didn't go well. Why watch a third one? Why watch another one? Even if it does go well to an extent, yeah. you know, I think, cause I think I mean, that happens all the well time. In movies. Right. Yeah. I think Ghostbusters worked really well by itself. I don't think it necessarily needed a sequel. And even then, I don't think it needed the 2015 or whatever sequel. Uh, that doesn't need to exist. So try not to think about that. <laughs> we try, listen, we're trying to think about Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. I'm Dan Aykroyd. Since childhood, I've been fascinated oh, with the invisible world, a world so aptly named because only I can see it. But I, so I think what to put in a bottle Laden with symbology and iconographic value. Vodka. You know, I, I think that... It, I honestly think it will be well-received, but I don't foresee it even coming close to... So what will what will be interesting with the perspective is that the closer you get to the end of the year, the more well you're going to remember things that happen at the end of the year. So you're going to remember X year as, oh, 
this was the year X came out because it came close to the, which is why summer blockbusters, I think work really well because it was in the middle of the year. Yeah. So when you think of the year as a whole, it's, Oh, that's right. Jaws 46 came out. I remember that, you know, or Jurassic world. The next slightly disappointing one came out. I've been, I've been, I've been more disappointed with fallen kingdom as time has gone. Oh. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I still I, really, it was, it was the opposite for me. We so with with Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, right? I just I've gotten more disappointed with it, especially like with relation to what could have happened. Especially like because watching Camp Cretaceous, which I've loved, I've written a review on season two, uh, the HowLiSpirit.org is great, um, or HowLiSpirit.com, I think. But it is that's such a great show, and it does so many things that I just wish that the movies had done. Like Battle of Big Rock went really well. I think that that was funny. for me. I just think that Fallen Kingdom over time has become more of a crappy sequel because like jurassic world i think i think it took firstly a lot of things i think it obviously took a lot of you could you could either call it taking it from or paying homage to jurassic park you can i think either way is justifiable i think but it took a lot from jurassic park in a lot of senses um especially with the direction but i still think it did a lot of new things now i will say that i love the color palette of fallen kingdom i think I, i like that a lot more than jurassic world jurassic world was very gray and very toned down, whereas there was a lot of vibrant oranges and greens and per- and uh, blacks in that movie, which, you know, vibrant black doesn't necessarily sound like it makes sense, but it does with the Indoraptor. Um, but the trailers, oh my God, I love the, tra- Indoraptor. the trailers let it down, though, and I think it was just kind of, I think it's it's probably my least favorite Jurassic movie, to be honest, as far as how much I like it. Not necessarily how much I enjoy it, but how much I like it, definitely not. And I just, it tried to combine different genres. I could go on about it forever, but so you know, bl- blockbusters where it started at <laughs> summer. Summer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. We have four films left. Mm-hmm. We're almost through this. Uh, the West Side. I think, like we said earlier, it's a musical. I just don't. I don't think there's. I can't remember there ever being a musical being like the biggest film. So I year. think. Well, hold on. Let me let me let me check when um, let me check when one came out um. Yes, I am because it. it... Okay, so yeah. Are you looking at um, the Phantom of the Opera? Because 2004, that, was like that would have been the year after Star Wars Episode Three came out. So there wasn't tons that year, I don't think. Uh, and it was also the year after, you know, The Incredible Hulk. Um, so I think that I think that the one exception to that rule is Phantom of the Opera, and it wasn't. It, yeah. Like I love Phantom of the Opera. I love it as a musical. I don't. It's not my favorite adaptation of the musical or or, or the story. Um, so I think the last time that happened was with Phantom of the Opera, and I still don't think they did it as well as they could. You know, you look at some of the recent ones like Cats, it just, they're not critically, they're not critically received well, and I, I, I don't, yeah. musicals don't translate as well when they're off the theater. Weird theatery yeah, things I mean, just don't work when it's not on a stage. Yeah, it's not the same experience, and I think that West Side Story will do good. Whether or not it's a good movie or not, I think it will do good because it has Spielberg's name attached to it. And I have very high hopes. West Side Story is my favorite musical, but I just I just don't see it being such a big hit, especially after what happened last year with the Broadway revival and how that turned out. I just don't think right now it has a great... Mm. I just don't think it has... A well, chance and, to be like the- you know as far as like seeing things on broadway people are going to want want to start seeing things on broadway soon because that's starting up 
Yeah. So no one's like seeing a movie version of it. If if Broadway's open by then, because we're talking what October at least by now. Yeah. Broadway will be well open by now. Movie yeah, musicals Broadway especially don't do as well when the Broadway version is still kicking ass. You know, so yeah. and especially after this, rev- this will have to be some sort of revival for Broadway because people miss it and whatnot. Um, I, I just I don't think that it will do. I don't think any musical will do as well after this pandemic in, in a movie fashion, which, you know, I don't have a total problem with. And uh, but, you know, I just once again, with respect to Godzilla versus Kong, I don't think it'll be as big. Yeah. Um, Hammy, before we move on, I will have to correct you on some extents. Uh, 2004 was, um, you're going to be eating your words, sir. Okay, uh, well, but see, Spider-Man 2 I don't think is remembered as well as, like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1 or even two. 3. That was an animated movie. The Incredibles. Okay. Fair one, see, fair one. Now okay. we're done. Fair, fair, one, fair one, fair one. But that's also more of a family movie. That's, that's more PG. But it's also Shrek Yes, but that's too. more PG. Oh, um, I have one. I have one more. I, I have one more left. Um, um, actually, no. two more. I have. No, um, no. I I love it, but it's also kind of creepy in a, in some respects. Yeah. And I, it didn't. It's not a box office smash. And possibly see, I feel like, see that did well. And when I, like people, and I still love that movie, but I don't. Unleashed. I yeah. wouldn't like. I think it probably didn't do as well as Phantom of the Opera, especially in people's mind. Because that's like when people still will reference like the movie as one of their favorite interpretations for some reason when people talk about Phantom of the Opera. Whereas like you mentioned like a Pixar movie, a lot of people will probably think of Incredibles, but not everyone will. And I think that so I it's not just like Spider-Man 2. I think people remember, like people obviously remember and whatnot, and people praise that trilogy a lot now. But it didn't have the horribleness that was Venom in the third, and it didn't have it didn't have the iconicness necessarily. That I mean, I think like you know, obviously a lot of memes still came from it and whatnot. But I just I think of all the movies, but also at the same time, that's a superhero movie, so it's pro. It's I would hope it does better. Um. But so I'm, I'm, I, I would agree. I think that probably did do better. But as far as like things that have never, also things that have never been translated to the screen, we, this had been the first time that the musical ever came to the screen. Because it, there have been like one, there have been like multiple different interpretations of just the right. book, basically, and of the baseline story. But rarely, like this is basically the first one of the musical, and then you have like different pro shot, different iterations of one some of the ones on Broadway, but they're not necessarily movies, so to speak. So I'm 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 still pretty confident that Phantom is definitely the most successful commercially that's ever been on a screen. Let's see the other uh, the three remaining films for twenty. I think that will that will come close. Spider Man No Way Home. Especially like, critically, see, I think people will like that better, and because it's that in December, everyone will remember close. it better. But as far as the physical scale of it goes, difficult to beat two three hundred foot monsters. I think it will be received really well critically. Um, I the rumors 
Yeah, I feel like with the rumors, we'll that'll be what rumors will push it over the edge. Whether if they confirm that in the trailers, if they reveal for sure in the trailers, if said rumors are true, <clears> I feel like that'll bring a ton of people in. And I feel like if they don't reveal it in the trailers, it might bring even more people in because then people are going to be like, well, now I have to see in theaters to find out for sure is said person in the movie. What I will say with that, like, yeah, yes, that's true. But to Godzilla vs. Kong's credit, this has basically been pretty contained within the MonsterVerse. It's basically yeah. one that, like, Godzilla has had a lot of fans historically and whatnot, but it was a very different kind of movie back then. Um, like graphically, um, the scale of it. And, you know, Spider-Man, this is going to be the culmination of a lot of the Marvel universe and of the and of what Spider-Man's been doing recently with Into the Spider-Verse and whatnot and with the idea of, like, different timelines and different, uh, like, multiverses and whatnot. I this, this is a totally different scale as far as for that series, you know? So I think that even if, like, I think it will do as well, but it's also a December release. So it also gets a lot more to its name in the sense that people are going to remember that that came out this year. Uh, you also skipped over Eternals. Oh, weird. Because that's one of like the four that Marvel's releasing this well, year. Or, like three. This list yeah. Well, right. the two left uh, just one week after Spider-Man No Way Home and uh, three days before Christmas, mm. December 22nd. We're getting the Matrix Four. I don't see that coming close nah, to Godzilla. I, in fact, I think I, I think that's one of the few movies in here that I think has a very huge possibility of tanking. Yeah. Well, and you know, even within that, Matrix considering the outcomes of adding a fourth shot. movie on to a trilogy, like Toy Story Four did not do that well. And especially like, yeah. especially with how happy people are with it, like it did fine for selling merchandise and toys yeah. and all that. But as far as, like, I think that Toy Story three is where it should have ended because ultimately th this yeah. felt like more like a Woody spinoff than anything else. Um, but you know, I think that like Jurassic World only worked as well as it did because it's not going to be the end of it. And if this movie tank, and even then, Jurassic World didn't do as successfully as say Jurassic Park. It did it. It's, it did justice after Jurassic Park three. But then Fallen, like Fallen Kingdom did well, but people are kind of just kind of waiting for Jurassic World 3 now to see how they like the new trilogy. At least that's how I feel. And that's how I feel. Like anyone I've talked yeah. to about it, I think that's how they feel. So I agree. As a Jurassic Park fan, I, I agree entirely. So with I that. think that it's, I think that just adding a fourth one, if they don't have, if they don't have plans of a sequel, so I don't think it's going to go well. But at the same time, if they do have plans of a sequel, I think it's going to go even worse because. If it's not well received, they have to rework things. And if it's not well received, they have to consider even going through. They have to consider how to make it salvageable. And I just don't know if that's possible. Failing the initial, failing the first of a second trilogy is really difficult to get past. I think. Yeah, and especially that's going to be basically up against Spider-Man. Yeah, I just think it's going to get completely decimated spider-man's just gonna annihilate i think it's it. i think I, it's gonna be like the i think spider-man's gonna be the among us to uh to matrix's fall guys i really don't see it lasting that long uh finally uh this is an indie movie i don't know what it's doing um, here 
Um, it is in a uh-huh. it is a play adaptation uh, directed by uh, Joel Cohen, who very acclaimed, very acclaimed. Film. See, I'm gonna watch that. Um, and Brennan and I were in English the tragedy right now, of uh, and so we're going to. I'm going to watch that. I don't know if he is, but I'm going to. But that's Macbeth. Mac- I probably Macbeth versus Godzilla. I, I don't. The scale, no. Like the physical scale, absolutely not. The monetary scale, probably not. Because like, like, and that doesn't mean I don't think it'll be a great movie. Because I think it definitely has the the potential to be. I don't know if you saw, but there was this film that came out. It's called All Is True, um, and it's basically like a biographical thing about part of the end of Shakespeare's life, um, like with with one of his um, children being dead, I think, or or dying, um, and like dealing with that grief and whatnot, and moving on and like what he did in his retirement basically i loved it i saw it with my mom and my brother um but it didn't do as well because it's a a shakespeare thing and you know it's not it's probably won't as well be received as well with uh, american audiences rather than british audiences Mm, very interesting now in that uh the title role of macbeth will be played by denzel washington Mm -hmm. Wonderful actor, wonderful actor. I know he's going places. But yes, that That's is it for sure. the list. Um, we we're are coming close to it. We're running just under an hour and a half, or quite a bit over an hour, actually. Interesting. Well, that uh, subtracts the oh. twenty minutes <laughs> yeah. of footage we have. So me yeah, I think I think within topic. that list, and even with Eternals listed, I don't quite think much. the only movies that I see as coming anywhere close are Venom 2 and Spider-Man 3. But within those, mm-hmm. I think Venom 2 was a bad move to put first. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm going to love it, I doubt it will overshadow Kong and then uh, Kong and Godzilla. And then with Spider-Man 3, yes, I think monetarily it will do even better. I think that scale, like cultural scale, I think it will have the same impact. But I still think that physical scale will probably be smaller. Um, so, and I think, I think they're on very different playing fields mm. and also, of course, yeah. it's a much more established universe. Um, so I still think that Godzilla and versus Kong will not be to be forgotten. The only disadvantage that I put it, put that in with, with respect to the entire year would be the fact that it's coming out in March, but you summer, I would be a bad move. I think, I think this is probably the best time to do it. Yes. Nothing. Well, like you know, maybe a Snyder yeah. cut. Nothing, as we'll say. When nothing but else is competing with. Even it. within that, I just, I, I don't think, like, it, it won't be competing. Like, I think it would demolish summer blockbusters, but I don't think it's the best movie to release as a summer blockbuster. I feel like the slightly, like, I feel like the hot air just doesn't mix. Like, the hot atmosphere of summer doesn't mix with it. I feel like, like shark movies work really well with it. I think dinosaur movies work great. Certain superheroes. Not Godzilla, I don't feel like. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's going to be a movie that gets talked about for a while after it comes right. out. Whether or not it's because people love the movie or just because of the craziness going on in the world right now with all this stuff with COVID, of it being the biggest the biggest movie during this whole pandemic era, you right. know? Like, like, looking back to last year, right? It... Not not like culturally, but as someone who's very into films, you you see people talk about 
what was it trolls 2 a lot right because that was the first movie to do the video on demand release ah, yes. so i think it's going to be a similar such a situation whether or not it's good whether or not it's bad whether or not it's successful or not just because when it's coming out is making it a big deal. It's well, and you know, we're talking about a massive blockbuster coming to your home as well. But we're yeah. not talking about Skull or yeah. Ryan the Last Dragon or Onward. We're talking about something massive. This is like something live action and massive. This is probably yeah. this that also gives an advantage. I think this is the this is a massive movie that's coming to both theaters and to your home. So I think this has a massive advantage over everything, including, I think, to some extent, Spider-Man 3, because I don't think like it won't be unique by then in, in that sense. It won't be the first to do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that this is an edge just because it's coming out at this point. People have been itching to get out of their houses to get into the theater. I and... cannot wait. I have been itching. Yeah. I have been itching to see a movie, and this is the movie to see in a theater. Of like, if, like yeah. once again, I I actually was very I was tempted to see the Snyder Cut, and I probably will at some point. But that or Godzilla, I'm choosing Godzilla. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. All yes. Right. Um, I Indeed. think we're gonna end here. Is everyone okay with that? All right. Um, thank you both for joining me on this wonderful conversation. It has truly been a wonderful time. Anyone who's listening, um, please um, go enjoy Godzilla versus Kong wherever you can. If you have HBO Max, go see it. If you're willing to go into a theater, or support the, or support not, the, the studio that's making it, and don't do that, and just actually buy it. Because <laughs> we want more of them. We want many more. Thank you for thank you for having us, uh, Mr. Collins. Yes. Thank you, thank you very much. Yes. This was a bad idea. Was created by Brendan Collins. You can find us on Instagram at Twabi Podcast. That's at T W A B I Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to This Was a Bad Idea, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And of course, tell your friends. The best way that we attract new listeners is through you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>